Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your host, Jerry Evanoff. Jerry will take you through everything he's doing as he writes, publishes, and markets his first book. He'll tell you about his mistakes, his successes, and everything in between. Here's your host, Jerry Evanoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. This is episode number 61. Today is two weeks since we've done our last podcast. It is the 26th of January, the year 2020, and it is about 11.10 a.m. By the way, at 11.11, you're going to need to be talking because I'm going to close my eyes and make a wish like I do every day at 11.11. Um, it seems to be working. come true? Uh, well, I wish for really easy things, like, hey, I, I wish I get up tomorrow morning, and then most of the time I do. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it really sounds like I'm, my wishes are really like I'm amazing at making wishes, but in really in reality, I'm not. So, um, and I'm joined by my uh, host here, my co-host Lindsay Evanoff. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Your sound is weird. Your your sound is off. You need your other headphones. The, I, I know. I left them at work. I feel like this. Um, what do you call this thing? Equal? No. What is this thing? An equalizer? No. What's the machine that I have here that I turn dials on? Do you know what it's called? I have called? no idea. All right, no. so that machine sometimes it falls on the floor, and I was afraid that like the dials turn, and then uh-huh. I try to get him back, and I can't get him back. So I'm just hoping that it sounds okay right now. But is it echoey? Um, sometimes it just depends on where you're, how close your face is to the microphone. I'm pretty close right now, as you can see. So yeah. No. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Eventually, I keep saying I'm going to go away from ZenCaster, but here I am back with ZenCaster. So um, I just haven't taken the time the last couple of weeks to, to look for something new to do this podcast. Well, you're um, being all like extroverted. You don't have time. Oh, God, it's driving me crazy. I've slept until 830 the last two mornings because I've been out late the last two nights. It's just it's too much. I don't know how you people do it. Um, all right so it is uh, 11.09 a.m right now so i'm going to jump right into my stats so that at 11.11 you're talking um i actually have i have no stats um my i have not written anything the last two weeks because not because i haven't done anything because believe me i've been working hard i've just been plotting um i'll I'll get into it into the in the news section but i've spent the last two weeks really really with almost like an overhaul of this plot, um, adding characters and all kinds of stuff. So those are, those are my stats. How about you? Um, I actually have some pretty good stats. So draft three was up to 68,619 words last Sunday. Um, prior to that, I didn't, I didn't write down what it was before I started revising again last week. Um, and we just kind of type over our outline. So I don't, I don't have, you know, what it was at that time. But then um, as of today, it's up to 71,537 words. So I gained 2,918 words um, in the last uh, week, just since last Sunday. Uh, but again, I don't know what it was before that. Um, and then as far as um, my Mail or Light subscribers go, I still have 81 active subscribers and nine unconfirmed. So I haven't had any new subscribers in a few weeks, but I haven't put anything out there either to try to gain subscribers. So um, I'm going to do a newsletter, I think. Maybe I'll compose it today and put it out tomorrow, but um, that's where I am. Things are moving along. That's good. That's always nice to know that that things are moving along as you're writing because you don't feel like you, you're stuck or you're stopped or the whole writer's block thing, which I don't even believe in. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Well, like November and December, it was just kind of not at a standstill because I was still working, but it just wasn't moving. That's when mom was real busy with all of her um, 
Christmas, you know, stuff. Um, but it's, it's starting to progress. So that's good. Um, I, you know, the, I had a, our outline done for last week's podcast when you abruptly canceled it because you were just too busy I was with so all busy. of your extroverted stuff. Um, so anyway, I'll just go over this last week because the week before that, I honestly don't remember now. Uh, Monday was Martin Luther King Day and there was no school. I did get up uh, for a four o'clock class, but the student didn't show. And I honestly have no memory of what we did that day. I know I didn't do any writing. Ian was home all day. I, I have no idea what we did. Um, Tuesday, I taught from 530 to 6. Um, I wrote for about six hours in the morning, early afternoon. Um, I finished chapter 8, uh, draft 3 revisions. Um, that's one of the chapters that mom just sent to me. Um, and then I worked on chapter 17, draft 2. And then I took a three-mile walk around, I don't know, two o'clock. And while I was walking, I listened to On Writing by Stephen King on Audible. Did you, you did you walk on purpose? Like, was there a reason? I wanted exercise. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even, even though I wasn't like sitting on my couch writing, um, I was still working on writing stuff because I was listening to Stephen King. Um, and then Kean had his very last basketball practice that evening. So that was fun. Um, Wednesday I got up for a four o'clock class, but my student didn't show. Um, I finished chapter 17 draft two and sent it over to mom. I walked another three miles while listening to on writing, uh, Thursday, I didn't have any classes. So yesterday was the Chinese new year. And so last week and this week coming up, it's like their biggest holiday, um, you know, they go visit family kind of like we do for Christmas. Um, and so most of my classes canceled. I had the one class on Tuesday. I have another class on uh, next Thursday, but I think that's only because the parent forgot to cancel it. Um, I don't think they'll show up. But anyway, so I have any classes on Thursday. Um, I worked on chapter 18 draft two. It was raining out. So I did three miles on the treadmill while listening to on writing. Okay, so all morning. I sat on my couch and just struggled to edit this chapter. Nothing was coming to me. I was getting so frustrated. So finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to run on the treadmill, get away from this for a little while. So I did a three mile run. After I got off the treadmill, I drank my protein drink. I sat back down on the couch and I was on fire. I was writing better than I've ever written before. Like I was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I even texted mom and said, I'm on fire right now. And I sent her the first four paragraphs of what I had written. And she was like, wow, that's a lot better. And I'm like, I know. Well, then, so that was at two until about 4.15. I had to go pick up Kian from running club. And then when I got home, the magic was gone. And I was writing garbage again. I was just like, why? I think we just found the title of the podcast. <laughs> the magic was gone. I was writing garbage again. I just couldn't pull it together. I don't know what happened. And I was literally gone from my computer for like 20 minutes. So I just put it away. So then Friday, I struggled all morning again. I don't know what the deal was. It was raining. So I hopped on the treadmill. I ran three miles. After that, I was able to think straight. It wasn't as good as Thursdays, but it was still pretty good. And I wrote my favorite line ever. Do you want to know my favorite line ever? Yeah, I do. It was only Charlie and Casey entwined in a microcosm of nothingness. What a great line. 
how did that come out of my brain? It's very, um, I don't know. It's very, um, um, like when you can, I don't know what the word is, but I can really like picture like this giant nothingness and there's like hugging and like spinning in a circle. You know, that's kind of what I'm picturing. <laughs> like they're floating in midair. Yeah. yeah, sort of. That's what, that's kind of what I want to go for. But anyway, I finished chapter 18 and sent it over to mom. Um, yesterday I did laundry all morning. He had his last basketball game at 1230. He was awesome, of course. Um, and then we had a neighborhood party. Um, so we had some friends that live next door to my friend Anna and they moved to California last year and they just recently moved to Maryland, but they were in town for a work thing. And so we had a party just kind of like to, so that everybody can see them again. I consumed more calories in brownies yesterday than I consumed all week in all other food. Nice. It was, oh gosh, it was wonderful at the time, but it's kind of like, you know, you're drinking, you're drunk, you feel pretty good. And then the after it's not as good. Um, we got home around six 30. I fed the kid. I fed the dogs. I fed the fish. I put my jammies on and I laid on the couch until about nine o'clock and then I went to bed. Um, today we have podcasts. I need to do some cleaning. I haven't cleaned my house at all all week. Um, I need to compose that newsletter so that I can get it out tomorrow, but I need to figure out what to put in it. Do I put like a teaser paragraph? Do I put in a poll? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to put in it. Um, but I also, I want to do another big fat workout to combat the pounds and pounds of brownies I ate yesterday at the party. You should, um, you should no, try to, you should try to split test it when you do a Melolite where you I don't eight, know what that means. You have 80 subscribers. So what you do is you do, you go in and you do one, you do it one of two ways. You can either have two different subject lines or you can, or you can have two different bodies of your email. So for example, let's say you're trying to figure out how to get people to open your emails because that's something you're struggling with. You can do two different subject lines and that, so you only have to compose the email once, and, and it, when you tell it you want to do a split test, it'll say, do you want to do subject line or body? And if you pick subject line, it'll give you a place to write for subject line number one, and then it'll give you a place to write subject line number two, and then you write the body one time, and then you send it out. And what it does is it'll send out, if you have 80 subscribers, it'll send out um, subject line one email to 20 of them, subject line two email to 20 of them, and then you can set it up so that at some particular time later, it'll send out the other 40 people, whichever one it considers to win. So I did it last time, and, and because I have uh, like 270 or so, it sent out like 40 or 50 or I don't know, I think it was 70 actually. It sent out 70 emails to one group, 70 to another group, and then I had it set up so four hours later, it would send out the other 142, whatever was considered the winner. <clears throat> They both had huh. the same. They both had the same amount of opens, approximately. But one of them had a lot more clicks, so that was the one that it considered to be the winner. And then it's a way for you to go, okay, this subject line worked better than that one, so that next time I send an email, I know what subject line to use, or or maybe you try split testing again. So yeah, that that just you should just try it and just see what it's like, um, just to understand it. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I will. I need to figure. Yeah, I need to figure that out. I need to figure out what to put in the newsletter too. Like, have you ever put in a teaser paragraph in your, um, in your newsletter? No, I haven't put any of my actual book in the newsletter yet. Um, maybe I'll, that, that's actually not a bad idea for the one I want to send tomorrow. So maybe I'll try that. Would you, would you do the, yeah, would you do the opening paragraph or would it just be some random paragraph that you really like that maybe has a cliffhanger on it or something? What, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was thinking like a random paragraph, just kind of random. Um, but also it wouldn't be like, the final draft. I mean, I'm only at draft three. So on only draft three up to eight chapters of the book. So, 
Yeah, I'm not sure. But also, like, the number of clicks. Like, I want people to open my newsletter, but I don't have any links for them to click on. Um, I mean, you don't. Let's see. Could we come up with something? I mean, you could link to your book cover page, the page on your website where your book cover is. You could say, hey, yeah. if you haven't seen the book cover you know, yet, you can still go here and take a look at it. Maybe somebody who didn't open the email last time where your cover was in there, you know, maybe you give them a, ch- a chance to do that. Um, what I did was, yeah. the split test I did was, the paragraph, the first paragraph had a question that I wanted people to answer, and the second paragraph had a, a link that I wanted them to click on. I'm sorry, the second email, you know, I did two different bodies. So yeah. they both had both paragraphs. I just I just put one first in one, and the clickable one first in the other one, and the clickable one is the one that won by far. So I didn't get as many answers that I, as I'd hoped, but um, I did get some answers, which was nice. Um, so you could, you could try that. You could say, um, in half of it, I'm going to link to my cover. And in the other half, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to put the paragraph first and just maybe see, uh, which one gets, and I'm guessing the one with the, the link will get, will win because it'll actually be the only one that has clicks. So that might not oh. be, the, it might not be the, it's like apples and oranges. Maybe it's not the best way to test, but I don't know. I'm still learning it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to figure mm-hmm. that out. Um, so how was your week? So my last two weeks, I, much like I didn't have any stats, I don't really have a day by day here because I don't really remember. It's been kind of a long two weeks for me. There's two different personal things that are going on. They're taking a lot of my time that I'll probably talk about one of them next weekend. We'll see, I hope. Um, and, uh, I just don't really remember a lot of what I did throughout the last two weeks, but I know that I, I've been working pretty hard. I, you know, I, I think I talked last when we podcasted two weeks ago about how I've been struggling with, um, the plot and I, I, I have really been sitting down the last two weeks, um, trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. Um, mm. and I don't really know yet. Uh, uh, the complete plot, but what I basically have done the last few weeks is um, I, I looked at the the book um, whenever I had time. So I had lunch, you know, I have two hour lunches on Mondays. I have an hour on Tuesday, Wednesday, hour and a half on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, um, Saturday, I go to Chick-fil-A uh, and I did most of those. There were a couple times where where um, you know I had lunch with friends or I played games, things like that. But I've always I've always maintained the amount of the same amount of time toward the book that I have. I just don't remember anything. Um, so that that's been my last two weeks. Just a lot of busy, uh, a, a lot of work on the book, but a lot of not a lot of sleep. Um, even last weekend and this weekend, just not a lot of sleep. I do remember, strangely enough, thinking back to what you had said about. Um, the, the, the Chinese New Year and the fact that you ate a ton of brownies. If I can just compare to that, um, t- Friday night, I went out to a, re- I keep saying retirement party, but she didn't retire. She moved jobs. She got a promotion and moved away from us. Um, <clears throat> and you had consumed more brownies than you had consumed in the last however many years. I actually had two shots that night. And wow, that makes a total of three shots that I've ever consumed in my whole life. So yeah, again, it's your <laughs> fault for making me an extrovert. I, I blame you. I'm telling you, I was not part of that. I was merely a cheerleader. No, you were part of it. I forced you into nothing. Yeah. So then the, the second half of that, the Chinese New Year, I actually went out last night and we went to a restaurant where they were actually celebrating the Chinese New Year and they had the dragon running around. And apparently you were supposed to like get tickets or these little envelopes from the waiter, but our waiter was really, uh-huh. really terrible last night. We actually didn't. <laughs> so we sat down and we didn't get our drinks. Like I couldn't get water for about 10 minutes because nobody came to us. We finally had to call someone over. We ordered, um, 
it took a long time to get our appetizers. Then we ordered our food. I, we had had to order our food about 6.30. So at 7, the show started. We still didn't have our food. About 7.10, uh, one of the people with me said um, to the waiter, hey, can we get our bill? Uh, and by the way, we never got our food. So he goes, oh, hang on. And he just brought the food out and the bill. And, and they said, no, we don't want the food anymore. We have to leave. And he, he had charged us for it. And then she said, no, 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 we're not paying this. So he had to change the bill. And But anyway, we didn't get any envelopes from the waiter to put into the big dragon's mouth. And um, I, might, yeah. I might post a – I don't know if I have pictures or not. I'll have to, maybe I'll see if I can post a picture on the, in the show notes. I know I did a lot on Snapchat, but I didn't really well, – I didn't do a lot. But I did some on Snapchat. And I, I don't know if I have the pictures or not. So if I can, I'll see if I can get a picture and I'll just post it. I kept saying to the people with yeah. me, this is weird because I, I can still see the guy inside it. Like I didn't realize I, that that's, that's okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they were trying to trick you. It seemed, uh, yeah, I guess they probably weren't because if they were, it was a terrible job. I felt bad for the guy who had to be like the tail because he had to walk around like bent over um, and, and for like 10, 15 minutes. So I happened to have my phone down on the floor and I was filming the guy in the back just as they were switching out. Like one person went out and somebody else new came in. I thought that was kind of interesting. It was like a volleyball rotate <laughs> thing. So anyway. So that's that's part of my week, and then I went and saw. And as you people who listen to the podcast know, um, we 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 are very big big fans of the TV show The Office. We mention it once in a while, not very often, but once in a while, um, or every week. or every week. Um, there's, there's actually a musical based on it, and I went last night and watched the musical, and it it, it they jammed so many references to the show. Every single thing you you could think of from the show. Um, you know, the, the Kevin running around with a, a thing of chili two or three different times. There was a, a quick, um, they didn't talk about anything that happened after Michael left. Like Michael, not to be a spoiler alert, but Michael leaving the show was the end of the play. And then they had like this song and dance where um, people carried big faces of James Spader and Will Arnett and Will Ferrell and Ricky Gervais <laughs> as part of the song. And it was like, they tried to replace me with these people, but they couldn't. And then that was how the show ended. So it was really good. Um, the people that sing in it are really, really good singers. Um, the Jim and Pam moments made me happy because they always do. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was very good. I, I think when it's in Atlanta, you should go see it. So I, I thought about it, but Atlanta is really far away yeah. and traffic is terrible. And I wouldn't get home until after midnight and I have like a four o'clock class the next morning. And all I'm hearing is excuses. I just don't know. I'm just hearing excuses. It, yeah, maybe if Jeremy were here. Yeah. You know, we would go together, but I'd be on my own, really. So yeah, I can see that. I don't. I, none of my friends are real office nerds like I am. So okay, at least not not any of my friends around here. I should. Say. Yeah, I have a couple. None of my my actual longtime friends are, but I have a couple friends at work that are pretty big into it. So that's who we went with. That was nice. Um, okay, so on to my news. And as always, I didn't think I would have that much news because I really haven't written it all, but I do. And I'm going to update you guys on some things that I have done and some, some continuing updates like my pro prolific works. I'll start there. Um, it still sucks. It's it, I, Again, I, I don't know if it's because uh, this is the third website or third company that I'm doing the same book, giving it away for free to, but I'm tw paying 20 bucks a month to them to, to be a subscriber to them. And according to um, their numbers, I've had 68 claims on my book. I've actually had 33 subscribers according to their website, which is strange to me because my, my I'm only up like anywhere between five and 10 since December when I, before I started this one. Um, my guess is a lot of the people that have, are claiming it are people that were already on my list. Like I know my aunt Ranny was already on my list and she claimed it. So, um, 
So I'm guessing there's a lot like that. So I'm I'm definitely be canceling prolific works at the end of March. If I want to do another one of these down the road, maybe I'll start with them and see how it goes. But I hate, hate, hate so much the the rule they have that says when you click on the book to download it, you have to opt in to be on the mailing list. I don't like that at all. I think by claiming the book, you are opting in. And that's just not how it's working. So mm-hmm. I, I, I most likely won't be doing them at all next time. I will be sticking with Book Funnel and Story Origin because they're both really, really great. And I'll probably bail on prolific works. Something else that's going on here is ever since January 1st hit, my sales and my page reads are literally nothing. I think I have five page reads and no sales. I have two paperback sales, but no ebook and five page reads. One day I had four and one day I had one. Somebody must have accidentally clicked on the book. I have no idea. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I don't get it. Uh, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago on the podcast that I would see the posts on the 20 books group where people would be like, Hey, is your guys' Amazon stuff not working? Because mine's not. And I would be like, guys, it works just fine. They're a gigantic company. They're not going to have problems like that. It just quit being stupid. And then it's happened to me. And I just keep going, did, did I do something wrong? Why is my Amazon not making sales? <laughs> so because of that, I have a question about the, the page reads. Okay. If somebody, if somebody um, reads your book, you get paid every time they turn the page. So what if they read your book again? Do you get paid again? Or is it like they only turn the page the first time you get paid for it? My guess is no. Um, I, I'm going to guess that you do not get – you don't, you don't um, get paid twice because in that case – why wouldn't I just say, hey, Lindsay, can you do me a favor, download my book and just turn the page over and over and over, constantly over and over. That's what I was yeah. thinking. So there's a lot of, yeah, that's what I was the thinking. one thing about Kindle Unlimited that that the indie, indie authors don't like, including myself, is there are a lot of scammers in there. It, it, it basically lends itself to be scammed because what people would do was they would say, hey, if you sign up with me, I'll make sure you get a lot of page reads. You pay me $100 and I'll make sure you, and then what I do is I go to my 25 employees and I say, everybody download, download this book and just page through it. That, that's happened. That's been a thing that's happened. And it's been a while because Amazon really does do their best to crack down on it, but it's hard to stay ahead of it. Um, so that is one of the, the criticism when, when you say go, go KU or go wide. One of the criticisms of KU is it lends itself to scammers. I remember reading a blog post by, I think it was Nora Roberts, back in December, who I really had no idea who she was, uh, you know, three months ago, four months ago, but then I started, something happened. It was one of the, it was one of the KU scams. No, it was one of the plagiarism things. I forget which one it was. It was back in like October, November, I think. And I started reading her blog and her blog is really good because she's a traditionally published author, but she really talks about indie publishing and everything. It's a really good blog. And I believe she talked about um, how the thing about KU that she hates is the fact that it's easy to scam. So I'm pretty sure yeah. you don't get paid twice. If, if that was the case, I would just take a day like today and download my book and just consistently over and over read it, read it, read it. So I'm wondering, it's possible that maybe if, because in order to, with Kindle Unlimited, you can't have, I believe it's, you can't have more than I think 10 books that you borrowed. It's like a library. You can't borrow more than 10 books at a time. Yeah. In order to get an 11th book, you have to return one of them. So maybe if you return it and then, after a period of time, you go get it again. Maybe then, um, maybe then you're able to get paid twice. But I, I honestly don't know the rules. I really haven't um, looked yeah. into it enough to know. So, um, okay. So because of the fact that my sales stink, and I know that book two isn't coming out for a while. Uh, I wanted it to be May fifth, but now with this whole plotting thing that I'll get into in a minute, it may not be May fifth. It probably won't be. We'll see. Um, but I want to keep my name out there, and I want people to sign up for my mailing list. I want them to read my book. I want them to buy it. So I, I decided I was going to do this giant marketing push this week. Um, because I'm in KU now, I have the ability to do two things 
One of them is I think you can make your book free for some period of time during the, during the month, every month. What I'm doing is I'm doing the other thing, which is a Kindle Daily Countdown. And what a Kindle Daily Countdown is, is that you can go in and you can tell Amazon, okay, starting on this day, drop my book from $3.99 to $0.99. And then two days later, make it $1.99. And then a day later, make it $2.99. And finally, the last day, it's $3.99. And what they'll do is they'll make it like, if you go to the page, you'll see like $3.99 crossed out, $0.99. Then they'll say only three days left to get it at this price. So the hope is that people see it. They think, oh, I don't want to miss out on this. So they buy it. So I'm doing that. And then I set up a bunch of email marketing, the same kind of stuff I did when I first released it. And I actually made a lot of sales. I got, I still remember getting to 42nd in the sci-fi rankings. Was it time travel? I think it was science. I think it was time travel rankings. And I was in 42nd and Stephen King was 40th with 122263, 11, And um, I remember taking a screenshot of that and just writing, I'm coming for you, Stephen, because I was 42nd and he was 40th, which was pretty cool. And I think I dropped like a rock and he's still there, but whatever, he's Stephen King. (laughs) <laughs> so I set up the following. I've, I've applied for seven of them. I've been approved for five. Uh, I'm hoping that the other two approve me because they're the two biggest ones. But I applied for Bargain Booksy, which was my favorite one last time I did this. They have 82,000 people on their newsletter and it was $40 and that's going to be promoted on the 27th. They're going to send an email out and my book is going to be included as part of that. Um, book Doggy is 20,000 emails and it costs me $20. That'll go out on Wednesday. Just Kindle Books has 48000 between three different platforms. It was $43. That'll go out Monday. Uh, BookRebel.com has 70000 That was only $17, which was nice. That'll go out Monday. And ManyBooks.net has 175,000 email subscribers. And that'll go out. That was $29. And that'll go out on Monday also. So that is a total of... 395,000 email addresses. I'm going to guess they're not all unique. There are probably there are people that are signed up to more than one. Um, I also have um, submitted to eReader News today. They denied me the first time I did this. They declined me. My guess is because my book was brand new, no reviews, no stars, no rating. That's why I'm going to guess they, they denied me because I'm hoping that this time they don't. They have 475,000 Facebook fans and 200,000 email subscribers. It's sixty dollars for that one, and they—I did that on the nineteenth, which was Sunday a week ago. They haven't gotten back to me yet to say whether they can do it or not, and I'm hoping that they do, like today or tomorrow, because I want it to go out this week. And then yesterday, I applied to one called BookDealio.com, seventy dollars. They have two hundred thirty-seven thousand email subscribers, and I'm hoping to get that one. Um, and if I got both of those, that would give me a total of three seventy-five, four or five, about six hundred thousand email addresses that this would go out to announcing that, Hey, this is 99 cents today. Go buy it. And I'm hoping that, that it works. The last time I did this, I had, I don't know, considerably less email is looking at it right now. I had about 250,000 email addresses. Wow. That's really loud. Sorry about that. Um, did you hear that or not? Okay. We had a little bit of a technical issue there. It turns out that maybe my Skype microphone was off, was on, and that's why you were hearing me twice. And hopefully the, the rest of the people out there didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I sound better now, right? Yes, I can only hear one of you. Okay, good. So back to, uh, that's one more than most people want to hear. Um, <laughs> back to what I was saying. So last time I did this back in July, I had like a, it looks like I had about 200,000 emailers that this thing went out to. And I was able to get pretty high in the rankings. Now, the difference here is that uh, people have read the book, so that would be less customers there. But I'm hoping that back then I wasn't in KU, and now I am. So maybe a lot of people who didn't want to buy it would download it now and actually um, 
and take a look at it. So, so I, right now I'm at 395,000 emails. It's going to go out this week uh, through all these different companies with the potential of getting to about 600,000 if, if they tell me yes. And I really hope at least one of them does because they both have big numbers. So, um, so I'm doing that. So along with that, I, um, I'm trying to decide whether I want to boost my Facebook posts. I keep reading um, positives and negatives about boosting Facebook posts. A lot of people on YouTube, when I look at the videos about boosting it say it's just too expensive for what the return is Mm -hmm. and i just i think i'm gonna do it um just to do it once and try it out because maybe it was too expensive for them but maybe for me it's a better return like i know you had you felt like you had success with it i do i I mean i don't have a book out but i feel like uh, my name got out there and i have you know followers and subscribers from it and it's not like i'm gonna make that money back because i'm not selling anything yet but my name's getting out there, which is what I want. I'm thinking that if I can get people to either A, because I think in the Facebook post, you can actually put a link in now to the book page. So I think yeah. if I boost the trailer and I link to the actual Amazon page, maybe that's a way to get um, more people to down. I really care more about KU downloads than I do sales. Um, I'm not sure why. I just think that I think it's probably better for people who – I think it's more. I think it's easier for people to actually do something that pays me money than it would be if it was three ninety nine and I wasn't in KU. When I, back when I was wide, I used to struggle all the time. So now I'm thinking that that maybe if if somebody goes to it, even if they don't read it right off the bat, they download it and now it's just sitting on their Kindle. And then at some point, they, I have tons of books on my Kindle like that that I haven't down, mm-hmm. that I've downloaded but not read, and I'm going to read at some point, but I just haven't yet. So you know, I think I'm going to do that today. Um, and that leads me into talking about my ads. It's my ads are very strange. Um, I have all these ads running and I'm getting a pretty good amount of clicks and I'm really happy with all of that. The problem is, is no one's buying once they click. I, I used to be happy with a one click every thousand um impressions. I'm to the point now where I'm getting one click every 500 impressions. And I'm really happy about that. That seems like it's really good, but I have zero sales um, from this. And I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is. Um, I had Brian Meeks rewrite my blurb about three weeks ago and I wasn't getting any sales before that. And I'm not getting any sales since that. So is it, is it the blurb? Um, I know you didn't like the rewrite of it. Um, cause it's it, the it first line. Mm-hmm. So what I might do is he told me to run it through the 3rd of February and see what happens. And then what I might do is just change the first line on my own and run it again and see what happens. Again, it's more mm-hmm. about experimenting than anything. But at some point, I have to start getting sales from these ads or I'm going to stop because it's just silly. Um, luckily, I've only spent a total of $38 since I started doing this back in October. So it's not like I'm spending a lot of money. So, you know, it's not hurting me very much right now. I can just let it go and, and see if I can keep experimenting, eventually find something and be really happy with, with the results. So mm-hmm. um, I did um, I did Brian Cohen's five-day ad challenge, which really wasn't anything other than just create these ads. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to it. It was more about of a community of people that could talk to each other. And I, um, I did it, you know... It, I, the click rate is really, really low compared to my other ads. You know, I was getting one in 500 on that one. I think I got one in 2000 and that's really bad. So the, the difference between those ads and my ads where those were sponsored product ads, there was no text. I didn't have to write any text. I basically went to, um, I went to the top 100 time travel books 
And I picked five of the top 10 or so. And I took it to this website called yassiv.com. It's Y-A-S-I-V.com. You put the book ASIN in there and it gives you a list of all these books that it's connected to. I'm not really sure how it's connected, maybe through auto also bots and some other things. I'm not sure. Um, but I took those books and I made those books, my keywords and made it a sponsored product. And they're not doing any anywhere near as well as my regular ads where I actually write ad copy and, and use the ad copy. So um, they're all supposed to expire on the 31st of January anyway. So I might just let them expire and not deal with it anymore and just go back to the way that I was doing them before. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, so I'm going to oh, – so, so I'm looking for other things to do along with um, – the email marketing and boosting the Facebook post. I'm going to do a newsletter. Uh, I'm going to do a newsletter and schedule it for sometime tomorrow morning. Before I do that, though, I am going to go in and kill all of those spammers that joined me on the 28th and 29th of May when I forgot to when I switched from Mailchimp to MailerLite and forgot to put on the what's it called the double opt-in. And yeah. I got like I got like 40 new subscribers in a week. And if I go look at Mailchimp right now, I can see exactly who they were. Number one, based on the date, but number two, because every single one of them has gotten seven emails and not opened or clicked any of them. So I'm going to kill all of those, and that way my 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 Mailerlite numbers are obviously going to come down, but my open rate and my click rate should go considerably higher because yeah, you get rid of 40 people that aren't opening or clicking, and the percentages you know math wise are just going to go up. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, okay. So before I get into my plot, let me just get through a couple little things here. I bought, um, Johnny and Sean's book, the fiction formula. When I say Johnny, Sean and Dave, you probably have no idea who I'm talking about. Right. Um, I know Sean and Dave, but who's Johnny? Wait, who's Sean and Dave? Your friends from high school. No, my friends from high school are not writing books. Um, uh, this okay. is, this is Johnny B. <laughs> Truant, Sean Platt and David Wright. They own a, a company called, oh, I really feel like I should, Sterling and Stone, where they, they're they kind of like their own publishers. They publish a ton of books, indie-related, and they're the first podcast that I ever found when I started writing back in 2016. It was the, at the time, it was the self-authoring podcast. The self, I don't even remember. Now it's the Story Studio podcast. I don't listen as often as I used to, but I like all three of these guys, and they're, they're some of the first ones who I really was like following along with when it came to self-publishing and they, uh, Shawnee and uh, Johnny and Sean, not Shawnee, Johnny and Sean wrote, <laughs> you can already tell that I'm talking way too much. Johnny and Sean um, wrote a book called the fiction formula, which is kind of a follow-up to their book, um, right? Rinse, repeat. And I started reading that and it's basically like, you should read it if you get a chance. It's basically like this, um, guide to self-publishing. And I always feel like even though I've read all these books, I can still learn stuff, uh, even though yeah. I've self-published already. So I'm reading through that. And I'm really enjoying it. I really like Johnny and Sean and Dave. They're fun. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I don't have any kind of a weight update or a debt collection update, paying back my debt collection, my debt repayment plan update. Um, because I mean, nothing's really happening right now, especially with the debt repayment, because, you know, I got paid on the 15th of January and I did, I paid and now I get paid again on the 15th of February. So it's not like I'm paying any debt. Um, I did book a Vegas trip on my credit card. It's really hard to pay this credit card off when I keep using it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that does make it difficult. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did book my next Vegas trip for March, um, on there, but that's, that's, it's really small. So that's no big deal. Um, and then the weight is happening. It's just not happening very fast, but it's happening. And I, I don't, I, did, I forgot to weigh myself this morning, so I don't have any numbers for you there. Um, so let's get to my, my reworking of my plot. Um, so 
I think the thing, the realization that hit me a couple weeks ago when I started looking at this and getting worried about it was that this this book is nothing like book one. And book one is the kind of book I really like to read. It's got multiple POVs. It's got all these mysteries. You know, it's the whole J.J. Abrams mystery box. And I know there are people out there who don't like J.J. Abrams. I'm a huge fan of the way he writes. If you get a chance, go to YouTube and I'll, I'll try to link it. He had a, a TED talk so many years ago um, where he talked about the mystery box. And it was his approach to writing Lost. And it was obviously his approach to writing The Force Awakens before Ryan Johnson ruined it with The Last Jedi. And um, it's what he does is he drops in all these mysteries and then over time he answers them or maybe he doesn't answer them in, the, in terms of Lost sometimes. But um, I really love that. I really like dropping these little subtle hints in, these mysteries in that I don't go back to until the end of the book or maybe the next book or maybe you know three or four books from now you, you get answers. But I realized that book two wasn't doing that. It was just a story about one person going through a rough time who was basically watching my character from book one do all the same stuff that you already read about in book one. So mm-hmm. over the last few days, mostly the last few days, but over the past few weeks, I, de- I developed two characters from book one and I made one of them a villain and one of them questionable. And if you remember in book one, those of you who read it, um, in book one, I had a good guy, I had the villain and I had another character and she was kind of a questionable. You weren't sure if she was good or bad. So I'm going to kind of do the same thing there. Um, I'm going to give them all motives, why that they're villains. Uh, why, why the one that's questionable is doing what she's doing and you're not sure. Um, I have this whole thing where they're all intertwined with each other, which is great. I love that. And I have, um, I have, um, I have, um, the, the, a way that like a lot of things tie into book one and book two, uh, book they tie into book one. There were things in book one that I wrote that I didn't actually answer knowing that I might need them down the road. And I'm using some of those pieces. Um, I'm just I'm just having a, a good time now with this plot. So what I did yesterday was I wrote everything out on note cards. I use white for my my main character. I use green for the the woman who she's you're not sure if she's good or bad. And I use red for my bad guy. And I put them all up on my bulletin board. And I started rearranging them. And then I had to go last night um, to to where I went to see the office. So today I'm going to finish that. And by the end of the day, I'm going to have a really really good plot um, for this book. And tomorrow I'm going to start writing it. And I'm really, really excited that, that I get to do this because over the past, oh man, I don't know, two or three years, I've listened to all these podcasts about people who are writing 2000 words and, um, and, and 5,000 words a day and all this stuff. And it's really fun to, this will be the first time that I get to go back and actually sit down and write from scratch. Like I'm not editing a paragraph that I had edited in the past and I'm actually going to write something from scratch. And I'm curious about two things. Um, Number one, I'm curious to see how fast I can write. Like tomorrow at lunch, I'm going to have two hours and I'm wondering, can I get 2000 words in? Um, back when I was writing the first drafts of these three books, I was getting about 1200 words in, in an hour. And now I'll have the two hour lunch where if you take out, you know, a half an hour to drive there and eat and do all the stuff I have to do. Um, I'm wondering if I'll be able to get like maybe 1800 to 2000 words. That's really, I'm really excited about this. Um, the second, the second thing that I'm working on is that, that I want to see how I do is the actual, um, how good is the book that I, how good is the story? How good are the words that I'm writing? Are they going to be terrible? Like they were when I wrote book one, or are they going to be better? Because I have so much experience now of writing and editing and rewriting and rewriting. And Jesus, all I do is rewrite nowadays. Um, so 
I'm really, really excited about that also. And um, so it's going to be interesting over the next over the next week or so to see how I do writing from scratch. So that, that was my biggest issue with, with book one or this book that I'm working on now is it just was boring and it wasn't, it wasn't anything like the book one and book one is the type of book that I love to read. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, to do that. So, um, wow, you have a lot of news here. So let me do this. Let me skip ahead to my week before you start talking. And I'm saying this just to, to let everyone know, Lindsay's actually not with me. She walked away from her camera right now. I can see her in the background. She's got a delivery that she's getting. So I'm going to pretend like she's still with me and you guys aren't going to know the wiser, except for the fact that I just told you. So I'm going to talk about my week coming up and then Lindsay's going to do a whole lot of talking after that. Um, I, I'm back I'm back to a normal week. I'm pretty sure I don't have some of the issues that I had over the past um, few few weeks of of just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Monday, I have my two hour lunch. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I've been going back to this place that's right around the corner from work. So instead of taking ten to fifteen minutes to drive there, it takes about a minute and a half, which is nice because I get more time. Uh, Tuesday, I'll have my ninety minute lunch like normal, and thankfully I don't have anything after work. Wednesday, I'll have a 90-minute lunch, and then I'll have about a, an hour before bowling. Uh, Thursday, I do yoga at lunch, so I have nothing going on. And then Friday, I have my 90-minute lunch. Saturday, Chick-fil-A, and then I work, you know, I work on a lot of non-writing stuff on the weekends also that are more marketing-based or, or whatever. And I'm excited because Monday, this whole, um, this whole uh, uh, Kindle daily countdown starts, and I'm hoping, I'm so hoping – that I can get some some page reads and some sales. In fact, if somebody out there that has my book downloaded through um, through the Kindle, if you haven't read it yet, can you just do me a favor and open it up and page a couple times? I just want to make sure that I didn't do something wrong and and for whatever reason it's just not working. Um, I would appreciate that. Okay, so that is my week. It's going to be pretty normal. I'm going to go ahead and pause this and wait for Lindsay to come back, and then we will continue the podcast. She's getting her groceries delivered right now, and let's be honest, guys, getting your food delivered is way, way more important than than talking about writing. So that's exciting. I'm just trying to I'm trying to stretch right now just to see if I see her come back, but I don't actually see her. So I'm going to go ahead and hit pause, and then we'll be back in a minute. Oh wait, she's just coming back. Wait, let me unmute her. All right. Oh, your dogs are barking. Are you back? Oh, your dogs are barking still. Did you get your food? Um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been sitting here listening <laughs> diligently the whole time. <laughs> right, I may or may not have told him the truth. <laughs> um, well, I thought we were going to start the podcast a bit earlier, so I had scheduled for my groceries to be delivered, and then we were running late. But anyway, I want to go back to the to the to what you were talking about, um, the word count, and kind of like the quality of work you know, you want to put out X number of, of words per day or per week. I kind of went through this when I was writing my first draft. I remember talking to you and saying, Hey, I wrote like 8,000 words. Well, now that I'm, I have some knowledge on how to write and I'm by no means an expert in the area, but I'm going back and I'm editing that draft. I may have written 8,000 words, but I wrote 8,000 words of crap. I mean, like there's no other way to say it. So I, I totally get what you're saying on that. It's, um, it'll be interesting when you sit down to write your second book, like the very yeah. first chapter you write, how how fast you'll be and, and how good those words will be compared to how fast you are. I hope so. I feel like that's how I was Thursday after I got off the treadmill. I was like, dang, I really know what I'm doing. This is awesome. 
And then reality um, crashed right back down on you later that night. <laughs> so fast. I mean, not even that night, like 20 minutes later. Um, okay. So where are we news? So my news, um, Oh, so I read a lot, but I never talk on the podcast about what I'm reading. So I want to kind of add that piece in there. Um, in the last two weeks, I finished reading Before We Were uh, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. It was awesome. That was a really great book. It's it's a it's fiction, but it's based on the true story about a woman named Georgia Tan, who um, for like 40 years, I think it was between 1950 and 1970 something. Um, like kidnap children, basically like poor kids or, um, or told parents that their babies were born stillborn, but then she would adopt them out to, um, affluent families for large sums of money. It was like this big, it was a big deal. Was she a nurse? No, she was just this person. Like she, she... I I, I don't know if she like had, she like gave the doctors a cut of the adoption fees, but she would lie to the adoptive parents and say, you know, the mother was a college graduate who, who died during childbirth when really the child came from, you know, a river house and they had nothing and were not educated, you know, but it was a really, really good book. Um, I highly suggest that one. I also read the wives by Taryn Fisher. Um, and it was about, um, a a woman who, was married to a polygamist, I guess, is is all I'm going to say about it because I, I really don't want to ruin anything for anybody. I had a little bit of trouble with this one. The writing is a little bit different than what I'm used to. Um, but once I got about 30% into it, I could not put it down. I was actually up until after midnight one night finishing it when I had to get up at 3.30 to uh, teach a class and I was kicking myself the next day. That's the kind of book you want to write too. You want to write something where somebody says, I couldn't put it down. I need to go to yes. sleep and I could. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I highly recommend that one as well. Um, and then I started reading where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens. I don't know if you've heard about that one. Um, it, it's a good book. It this, I like the story, but it's really tough for me to get into because of all of the descriptive language. I am not an overly descriptive person. I don't like reading books that are overly descriptive. I don't need to know the exact shade of the mud and how many leaves fell in it. Um, so that one's a little bit harder for me. If you like descriptive language, definitely pick up this book because it is, it is a good read. Um, I, I should have been done with it by now. I've been reading it for like five days and I'm only 25% through it. Um, I, I really need to pick up the pace because I have two books in my pile. So as soon as I'm done with that one, I'm going to read uh, Black Dahlia Red Rose by, and I don't know how to say this name. It's P-I-U, Pew? No I, I don't know. Fatwell is the last name. I don't know. My friend um, Pam, who follows you, she really highly recommended it. So I borrowed her copy. Um, and then after that, I want to read American Dirt by Janine Cummins. That one was just released last Tuesday. Um, so I definitely want to get through those two um, in the next week or two. So. That's my reading news. Um, I have a publishing timeline. Oh, I, I, I'm not exciting. sure how it's going to work out, but I've just developed this publishing timeline. So if each week mom sends me three chapters of, uh, of draft two to turn into draft three, and I sent her two chapters of draft two to edit, we'll be done with draft two the first week of March. And then we can take the month of March and do drafts three and four, because I feel like those two drafts will go a lot faster. We can kind of bust them out a lot easier. 
Um, and then in April, I'll send the book to my beta readers and give them three weeks for feedback. And then I'll take a week to make any changes that, that they suggest or that I deem necessary from their suggestions. In May, the book will go to my editor, which will most likely be your editor, just because, you know, she does a good job. Um, and then the first couple of weeks in June, I'll work on those revisions and, you know, my read through and just kind of get it ready to publish. I'd like to publish on June 23rd. Um, one problem that I've run in so far is mom only sent me one chapter last week instead of three. So that could create a timing issue. And then another problem is I won't have time for ARC readers. I'm still learning how that process works. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but I would really like some ARC readers. So I need to look into that. Start putting um, that in your newsletter. Start putting that in your newsletter right now. Like anybody want to be an ARC reader? Let me know. I'd have to probably explain what an arc reader is to most That's of fine. I did it. It's it's in the it's the fifth of my five pieces in my automation process. It's the fifth one where I say, okay, do you want to be a do you want to be I don't use, I don't think I use the term arc reader. I I don't remember what term I use, but I basically say in there, here's what I'll do. I'll send you the book two weeks before anybody else it's released and anybody else gets it. You read it, and if you like it on the day that it's released, can you add some reviews? And then I'm gonna put in there, and by the way, can you buy it also? But none of those things are required. They don't have to. But it yeah. helps me to get the reviews and it helps me to get the the purchases. So Yeah. Yeah. I need to I need to figure that out. Um, so we're probably gonna make a trip up to um Ohio if you're away for the fourth of July. Um and so I thought about doing some sort of like book reading, book signing at the library there on July second. Um I know you and I had talked privately about um getting a hold of the person who I would talk to, to, to get that worked out. But I think that would be really cool because we do have a lot of friends and family in Ohio and hopefully they would show up and support me. Um, and then you can secretly set your table uh, with your book up somewhere <laughs> strategically. <laughs> um, and then there's a coffee shop here in Georgia. It's like three minutes down the road for me. They are big on supporting local indie authors and local, local artists in any way, really. So I'm going to contact them and see if I can do something there as well. Um, but I'm still learning how all of that works. So I need to work on that more. Um, I did sign up for Skillshare and I took Jenna Moresi's planning a successful book release class. Um, and she has this, this section. It's before the presale. You need to complete these eight steps. You need to build an author, author platform, which I did. You need to complete a professional edit, which I haven't done. Uh, you need to get a professional cover, which I have done complete formatting. So like, like put the book on Amazon and get it formatted. I, I you and I need to get together for that because I have no idea what that is, but she said that if you're going to have problems, that's where the biggest problems are going to happen is in the formatting. I, I'm going to suggest right now, I was going to buy a program called Vellum and put it on my Mac. You could do that if you want. It makes formatting really, really easy. It's $250, I believe, to own. But I will say that leading up to that point, I just decided to try out draft to digitals free formatting thing. You don't even have to be, you don't have to use draft to digital like for your book. You can just go up and use their free formatting and it was a piece of cake. So that's what I was. Oh, okay. To do. Yeah. Okay. But then she also talked about a proofreader, um, complete all the publishing steps in Amazon. I guess there's a lot that you have to do in Amazon before you can put up a presale. Um, and then as far as media goes, like sending out teaser chapters and ad images and artwork and a book trailer, which she is not big on book trailers. She said they always suck. I think yours is awesome. I don't think it sucks at all. So I, I'm still going to have one done. 
Um, and then have a schedule of promotions, teasers, and social media posts, which I haven't done that either. And this is supposed to all be done before the pre-sale. Yeah, it's you have a lot of work there. I mean, you said um, based on your publishing timeline, when you said you were hoping to get it done and ready by the 23rd of June, you're going to have to be doing all that stuff that you're talking about while you're doing your edits. You know, you're sending yeah. it back. It could be something that you work on doing while the book is at the editor because it'll take her a couple weeks. But, but man, there's so much to do there. Yeah, it it it's a little overwhelming. Um, so I I just need to take it bit by bit. But she suggests the pre-sale should be three to four months before the release. And if I'm going to release in June. My pre-sale, my pre-sale should start no later than March, but I'm not going to have all of those steps completed. I, it, won't, it won't even be to the editor yet. So I'm not really sure, you know, should I? You don't need, when you do a pre-sale, because you have the cover, you don't actually need anything else. You, you can upload a fake right. manuscript to Amazon and then, and it's there for pre-sale, but you'll have the cover, which is good. So you don't need, a, you don't need to have an editor before you do a pre-sale because you're, you're, well, I, I understand that, but Jenna made the comment, you should have all this stuff done or heaven help you. Okay. Because just the way she made it sound like it'll be a lot better to have all of this stuff done. But honestly, my release date is going to be dependent on mom's speed. Um, so I might have to push it back. To, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put it out in July, July statistically isn't a great time to release a book, which I feel bad saying because you put yours out in July. July 4th. Um, I, yeah, I would push for August or September if I need to push it back, which I don't really want to do. But, you know, I, I don't want to just put it out there when it's not ready either. So anyway, that's what I've been thinking about all week while I was doing all this editing. That's kind of where my head was. Um, Jenna also talks about building a press kit and um, – there's a lot of giveaways with a lot of prizes, which cost a lot of money. Um, she talks about ARC reviewers. She talks about a street team and promotional opportunities where you ask other authors to participate. I don't know any other authors. Ouch. Um, I mean, in the romance, <laughs> in the romance genre. <laughs> um, the only thing that I don't like about the, the giveaways, like, for example, there will be a lot of authors who will say, hey, come here and sign up. I'm giving away a Kindle Fire, you know. The problem with that is you're going to get a ton of, I mean, I'm going to sign up to be honest with you. You're going to get a lot of people who a aren't even going to read your book because they either don't care. They just want the freebie or B they may read, but they don't read romance, but they want to Kindle. And that yeah. scares me. I don't want to get like 500 people on my mailing list that only 50 of them might read my books. That were, that's what I don't like those giveaways. Well, the, the price that she was talking about, it was like, a mug or a bookmark or a candle or I mean it's little things but they still those things add, she talked about three or four different giveaways and I'm like wow that stuff really it really adds up um, so I'm not saying that this process doesn't work I'm positive it does if it didn't work Jenna wouldn't put it out there I mean she's very successful she's done this but I wonder if part of the reason she was successful was because she had a very very successful YouTube channel leading up to when she released her first book um, I, I know she went over a yeah. hundred, hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, I, I think it was when her book was released. She, she was at a hundred. I could be wrong about that. She might've been a lot less, but, but I'm, well, I'm, she had a whole heck of a lot more than I do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and that's the thing. Like I can't afford all of those prizes and I don't know enough people. Like if the, if the 20 books convention was, you know, this month or even next month, I would be more confident about knowing people, but I don't know people yet. I don't know people in the industry yet. So I just don't know that her way of doing a book release is going to work as well for me as it did for her. But I'm going to follow as many steps as I can and um, see how it goes. I don't know. I, I really want to be successful. I love my story. I really, really love my story. And I want to get it out to as many people as I can so that they can love it too. So that's kind of where I am with that. Um, and that's basically my news. Okay. So I have one more piece of news that came up. Um, I forgot about this. It came up uh, earlier this week where I got a Facebook message from one of the, one of the women in my, um, fa- my writing club here in, in town. And she invited me to go. She said, um, she said, where's that? What am I doing on February 22nd? Which looks to be a Saturday. Yeah. Third Saturday fourth Saturday in February. And I said, it's so far out. I have no idea. She said that the Ravenna winter writing festival. Ravenna is a town near mine. Ravenna winter writing festival. They're arranging an author panel and they asked her if she knew anyone else that would like to do it with her. And I said, Mm. I said, yeah, I'm in. I don't know what it is or what you do, but I'm in. She said, she doesn't really know the uh, end of the, uh, the, the topic other than she put in quotes end of the day which means probably it's going to be in the evening. Um, she said there's going to be three or four of us talking about general author stuff. Um, uh, and it's going to be a, a panel with questions and answers. And I said, wow, that's really strange. I'm going to be on an author panel. I have one and a half, well, one book and then one novella out there. I don't sell very many of them right now. I'm struggling with book two. I'm spending a lot of money on this and not getting a whole lot returned right now, which is, I don't care. And it's, by the way, it's one of the more fun things I've ever done in my entire life. And I said, yeah, I'm in. So it looks like on February 22nd, that's going to happen. I forgot. I just remembered just now that I still have to sign up for the, on a Google doc. I'm going to do that after we're done. And while I was messaging her, she wrote, she wrote to the person who asked her and said, what is this? And the person wrote back and said, writing, publishing, traditional or self and diversity in writing or pretty much anything that an attendee might ask. So I I don't know how many attendees there'll be. There could be five. There could be a hundred. I have no clue. But apparently I'm going to go on to a panel and talk about a lot of things that I did wrong and maybe one or two things I did right. So that's going to be exciting. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So That's really awesome. Um, so what's your week like, looking like this week? Um, this week, so tomorrow, my friend Anna, she has to have this minor outpatient procedure done, no big deal. Um, but I'm going to drive her there. Um, I'm going to work on my probably chapter 19 um, while she's having that procedure done and then I'll get her home and I'll tucked in and, um, oh. get back at it. Um, Kian has a pack meeting tomorrow evening. Um, but I- I'm hoping that I can get chapter 19 to mom and she, I, she sent back chapter nine to me. That was a chapter she did last week. So, um, I'm going to get working on that too. Um, Tuesday, I'm going to get my workout done in the morning because apparently after I've exercised, my brain works better. Um, Kian has an appointment with the allergist right before lunch. So I'll pick him up from school, take him to his appointment and then take him back to school and then work on chapter nine um, in the afternoon and hopefully get that finished. Uh, Wednesday, I'll work out after Kian goes to school, work on chapter nine if it's not finished. And if it is, then I'll work on uh, draft two of chapter 19 Thursday. As of right now, I have a five o'clock class, but this is the one that I think the parent just forgot to cancel it. 
and I don't expect the student to show up. I still have to show up, but that's okay. Um, I'll finish chapter nine and or chapter 19 if they're not done and move on to chapter 20 of draft two. Um, Friday, I don't have any classes. I'll work out after Kean goes to school and work on whatever I have at that time. I don't know if it's going to be chapter 20 or 21 of draft two or if any of if mom sends me back any more chapters, I'll work on those. Um, but I'm not sure where I'll be by then. I'm going to stick to my sending her two chapters and getting three chapters back from her every week, but we'll just see how that goes. Um, Saturday, I have a hair appointment in the morning. I'll take my computer and work while I'm waiting. Um, but I don't have any other plans that day, so I hope to get quite a bit of writing in. It just depends on what Kian is up to. And then Sunday, podcast and laundry. That's about it. So my week is oh, – I already went through this. I went through this while you were doing the grocery thing. I went through my week. What grocery thing? I heard everything that you said. Sure you did. Um, okay, so <laughs> that is the end of the process. podcast. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I have. I think we covered a lot today. Yeah, and it's. I'm looking at the time, and it's really only an hour, so Adrian's going to be upset. But, um, but, you know – well, she has a lot to process for those last eight minutes. That's true. That is true. Plus, she's going to have yeah. to – she's probably going to want to call you. Maybe the last 10 minutes of her drive to work, she'll call you to talk about the grocery delivery. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I bought some vegetables, which was odd for me. Oh, okay. Well, that's not even really that exciting. I don't know if- no, but I found a recipe because I do like um, zucchini. It just has to be cooked the right way. And I found a recipe for a zucchini with Parmesan cheese and Ooh. you bake it and make it a little crispy. So oh. I bought a couple of zucchini and um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to make those for dinner tonight. Well, if you're wondering today, I'm going to make meatloaf, which I've never made before. Oh, are you going to put it on Snapchat? Yes. And I'm going to do it in my crock pot. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm going to do it in my crock pot. So yeah, that's exciting. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm so. Uh, if you have any questions for us, any comments, um, you can find my website, jerryevanoff.com. Um, you can email me, jerry at jerryevanoff.com. Find me on Twitter at jerrye25, or you can just search my name. I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash author. And I think you can probably find me on Snapchat if you want to see me make out meatloaf today. Um, then I think you just search uh, probably my name. And then my handle is jugdish1925 on there. Uh, and there's other ways to find me. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> you can find me at lindsayevanoff.com. Uh, you can email me at lindsay at lindsayevanoff.com. And by all means, if you have anything that will cure any of my confusion about this whole publishing thing, feel free to email me. You can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash author, Instagram at author, And I'm on Twitter and my handle is evanofflindsay. So if you like our podcast, give us a review on the podcast page. And until next week. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the New Author Podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, check out Jerry's website at www.jerryevanoff.com.